welcome, welcome, welcome to Happy Hour Power. Happy Hour Power. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Patrick. And I'm Scout. And we are here to bring you the latest news. The latest news, yep. <laughs> but there, so our, our drink for today, we chose something classic because we're talking about something like a really classic subject today. So I figured why not? Try a dry martini. I mean, what's more classic than that? James Bond drank it. Come on. Oh, yeah. So yeah, dry martini. Dirty. Yeah, dirty. <laughs> like my bologna. Yeah. Like... <laughs> so dry martini, really easy. It's literally just dry gin, uh, sweet vermouth, um, I think clear vermouth, as opposed to, I, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's clear vermouth. And um, that's pretty much it. What kind of vermouth did you use? What's I got that? Martini Rosy or something like that, I think is what it's called. Okay. And it's just, it literally on the label says mar- dry martini vermouth. Okay. So you know, like, okay. So it's made for this. And it was born for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've never tried this drink, like, ever. And I'm I'm nervous because I know it's, it's pretty... Well, it looks beautiful. It looks so good, but it's like just gin. <laughs> so it's gonna be it? it's gonna be a stout. Drink. I like the smell of vermouth though. You can choose your garnish between olives or lemon, or yeah, yeah, lemon. But we chose olives because it just looks cooler. Yeah, the olives is what I've always seen in the movies, you know. But right. I guess lemon would make sense. Like Brian from Family Guy always drinks it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I have not had a martini. Maybe five years. Oh, you've had one before? I've genuinely yeah, never Yeah, my dad one. used to make them, weirdly enough. Was, were they rough? <laughs> they were rough, but um, I was a lot younger, so I was a lot less experienced. So I'm, gotcha. I'm kind of looking forward to this. All right, ready? Go, baby. Cheers. Sweeter than I thought, actually. I think I may have put probably too much uh, of the vermouth in it. Okay. But not bad. Yeah. It's a very you know, interesting. Let's take a second. I'm going back in. I'm going. You know in what? Again. I'll follow you. Okay. Okay. I already feel more sophisticated after having drank this. Leather <laughs> books or something. Yeah. Let's go get a, a corn cob pipe. No, not a corn cob. A wooden pipe. Like a tuxedo. Yeah. And it's <laughs> fun and just sit there and talk about politics because everybody loves talking about politics. Am I right? Especially in this day and age. <laughs> Looking at you, Ukraine. Oh. <laughs> no, but seriously, that is a, a very serious issue. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not make lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. Laugh after that, but. Uh, <laughs> We're trying to keep it light here. We're trying to get yeah, into yeah, all yeah. that. No, no, we're not Today, we're here. here to talk about Last of Us. Baby. Great video game. And I do want to take a second real quick before we go into that. I want to talk just real quick about the drinking. The, oh, sure. the drinking aspect. Yeah, um, yeah, well, just drinking in general. If, if there's <clears> viewers listening to this and you're you know, interested in making drinks or perhaps you're just now starting to make drinks. Mm-hmm. For me, like I consider myself a novice. I'm still, I'm all, I've been only doing for like two years and only recreationally. But if you're wanting to do it, it's interesting and you're like, oh, you know, it's a great craft. I yeah. love doing it. It's very fun. Um, I would just love to shout out a piece of advice that I've learned really actually like most recently and that is, um, there's two, I was telling you about this last night, there's two elements when it comes to making a cocktail. There's the chemistry of it, and then there's the art side mm-hmm. of it. Because mm-hmm. on one hand, you have to know the ingredients. You have to know what's going to go in there, what's going to, like, I mean, even last night, we tried different gin that we normally try. You know, we what, what we used? Um, yeah, we got a uh, Tennessee, Tennessee gin. gin. But normally we do aviation gin, because Ryan Reynolds is big. And, uh... <laughs> Gin tastes great. It's so good. Kind of what got me into gin. Normally, like celebrity liquors, you know, it's mostly the brand. You're like, you know, but it doesn't taste good. But this one genuinely tastes so good. And uh, so, just little changes, like even changing the the gin brand, or or like some people like, oh, it's just gin. Like, no, it changes the drink like significantly enough that you can taste it. And so, remembering the chemistry side of like, yes, you need to know what goes in there. You need to have the correct portions. You need to have balance, but you also have to balance it with the art side, which obviously art is, you know, interchangeable. It's subjective. You know, Very you can change right? it. Yeah, you can you can add your own flair and and completely change a drink just with the smallest additives. Like you can put yeah. in a tiny bit of vermouth, and all of a sudden it's like a completely different drink. Like this martini. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, it's way sweeter than what I feel like it's supposed to be. But that's just I've literally put in like half an ounce more, and it completely changed the drink. Yeah. yeah so yeah. don't like my advice is don't ever. 
try to stick so much with the chemistry without bouncing out your own flair because like you got to work at it. You got to work to make the drink your, your mm-hmm. own drink. And once you've mastered it, it's so satisfying because ultimately what you're wanting to do is make a drink that you like, just like, all art. like you do something that you like, you know what I mean? And then if other people accept it, great. If not, you know, it's your, not, they can go die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, they can point. go die. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, Actually, just, no, one thing I did notice, uh, when you're making drinks, because we've done this a few times now, we we started to get the ball rolling a little bit. Mm. And even before we did the podcast, you, like you said, you know, you've been into it for a bit. You got this journal where you write down your recipes. And I was like, oh, do you want your journal when you're making the martini? And you're like, no, no, no. I got to do it a few more times and make sure I got it down. I think that repetition helps you parse out the art part of it. Exactly. What works for you. So remember the balance between chemistry and art. And that's a good second point. Um, don't give up just because like, I remember I went, you know, to my honeymoon and I had my, a Negroni for the first time. I'd always wanted to try one. It was so good. Yes. The lady wrote the exact ingredients. She told me the exact portion. She told me to shake. She told me to stir it. Don't shake it. And, and, and I, and I brought it home. I got all the ingredients and I did exactly what she did. And it was terrible. It's like <laughs> hot garbage. I was like, Ew, what is this? This sucks. Not at all. what I remember. And so I got frustrated, but I just, you know, I kept working on it and tried different things. I shake, shook it. I tried different gin. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I held back on the vermouth or the Aperol instead of Campari or whatever. And, and eventually over time mastered it. Now it's like my favorite drink. And even mm. you were like, bro, this is like one of my favorite drinks. Oh yeah. And that's what's so satisfying about working on the craft. I know we're supposed to get into this, but like working on the craft, like making it as good as it can get to you and then having someone else experience and be like, well, dude, this is like the best drink I've ever had. That's what it's all about right there is making a drink that you've perfected. And then sharing your art. Yes. Someone who appreciates it. Because I had never really heard of a Negroni. And I definitely, I thought gin was basically like the floor cleaner of, (laughs) I was not a fan of But now I'm like, okay. There's a lot of good gin-based drinks. Yeah, maybe gin is a hidden gem. The gin gem. The gin gem. So, yeah, don't forget about the balance of chemistry and art. Uh, Don't give up when it's not coming out right. And number three, write it down. The sharpest brain is nothing compared to a pen. Yeah. That's what I believe. Like, you got to write stuff down. The pen is mightier than our memory. (laughs) Right. I agree. All right, well, let's get into this. Sorry about that. I just want to take a second. For people who are interested in it, there's just so much yeah. advice I feel like I want to give to people, and I'm still no, learning every single time I make a drink. But no need to be sorry about that at all. It's, it's well, I'm about. really sorry. Well, you know I what? apologize. I'll never forgive you. I never for forgive. I'll never forgive you for feeding me free drinks while I'm, we get to I, hang out and talk. Yeah, I'm gonna take another sippity dip. <laughs> me too. Me too. And then we'll hop into it. Mm. It's grown on me a little bit, but no. <laughs> I have to experiment with it a little bit. It's just a very interesting taste, almost kind of like a. Mm-hmm. Slight vanilla. You know what's kind of cool? Okay, we're about to hop into last this, but one last note about uh, drinks. I like how some drinks change their flavor as you drink them, whether it's the temperature change or just the or way the it makes. the ice dilution or something. The garnish. Whatever. I'm eating my olive now. Mm-hmm. 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 Gives it so it's like a weird flavor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre. Like, you know... Just like when you think about the old fashioned, you know, at the very bottom, there's a layer of sugar and then there's obviously the, the ice. And so it's meant to be sipped on and you don't just chug it, you know, like mm-hmm. freaking brutish people who just chug whiskey. And you're like, I don't care about flavor. I just want to get That's drunk. That's what I do when I get PBR. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it changes as you drink it. I mean, like you, you, you drink it at first. Yes. It's like, oh my God, it's like just whiskey. But then you give the lemon or whatever garnish and like the ice time to you know, melt and get into the drink and all of a sudden it has more of a flavor. And by the end of it, it's like a shot of sugar and whiskey and it opens up your, you know, dopamine. You're like, I'm ready for another one. Yeah, you get that dopamine loop going. <laughs> Speaking of heavy dopamine loops, Last of Us will catch you and never let you go once you get down that road. Smooth transition. I mean, that's the best <laughs> Seriously, that game... Let me oh, give man. a little breakdown real... I'm sorry, I didn't mean... No, no, you're good. Go. I need but, a breakdown. Break me down. Uh, Break me. Break me down. Break me down. Oh, you got weight. So it's on PS4. It's a PlayStation exclusive. It's one of their, now it's a huge IP for them. So it's, mm-hmm. it's important. It's definitely a part of gaming history because I'm really into gaming. And so, I mean, Absolutely. I'm assuming anyone listening to this. But this is our first gaming one. We've done a lot of shows and, and we did music, but now it's our first game. Yes. Well, so I was you? actually really excited to finally get into games because that's my passion. That's what I dig. 
Yeah. And uh, so Last of Us was made by Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. And the same guys who made Ratchet and Clank, and they did uh, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. They did Uncharted. They've done a oh, huge Sony games. Great studio. Uh, a lot of my research, I just want to be upfront. Some of it came from this documentary called Grounded, uh, and it's on it's on YouTube. It's like an hour or something, but it delves into Naughty Dog's process of making these games, and it's actually really cool. Totally worth a watch if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Which I'm assuming you are if you're here with us. Definitely. <laughs> video games, man. I've been playing video games my entire life, you know, yeah. so I love video games. I, I literally remember being, like, the very first memories of my life, I remember it involving video games. I remember it was a Sega Genesis, mm. which for uh, anyone who's, like, really young, that was a really old game system where you can only go left and right as Sonic the Hedgehog. But it was yeah. great. It was a great system. And then, you know, N64 came out and it changed everything. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I video remember. games been involved literally since birth. I came out with the controller. I right, yeah. I had a Super Nintendo with me. I was like, hold on, I gotta unplug before I leave the womb. <laughs> Let me unplug the placenta. So Last of Us, uh, for those who don't know, it's a very character-driven game, which is interesting because it's in a post-apocalyptic world where zombies have taken over. And it's a story of... Uh, a man named Joel, middle-aged man, and this girl named Ellie, who he basically shepherds her to this group of saviors who are supposedly going to help cure this infection that's taken over the world. That's the kind of general premise, because Ellie is immune to yeah. the infected for whatever reason. Right. So that's the very general idea. That's the, the general storyline. I, I remember... The first time playing it, I like it, it. Also, I will say this um, for anyone who's gonna like try to invest in this game if you haven't already, or if you're like, oh, I want to play through it again because it's nostalgic or whatever. It's a very emotional game. Mm-hmm. It tugs on the heartstrings like way harder than any game I've ever it really played is. before. I mean, like just the opening scene. Spoiler alert! Obviously, move from here on out. Yeah, there will be spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's gonna be major spoilers. So probably skip ahead like a minute here because we're about to hop into something. Yeah. We'll try our best to warn you when we're going into something that maze below. But yeah, they're just the opening scene when like he, he's younger, he's like maybe thirty or so, and um, you know he's with his daughter, obviously a single dad. It looks like it seems like, mm-hmm. and then the infection first breaks out, and you like play through that whole story and like get through the town, and you know you try not to get eaten alive by zombies, and all of a sudden like right. the guy ends up shooting your daughter, and then Tommy, like your brother, has to shoot the guy and. That's the opening scene. Right. Though. I'm just like, oh my god! They started like insanely hard. Like they didn't give any craps. They were uh, like, let's just. Did you cry? Did you cry? Bro, I, I cried kid? multiple times. Because he's like holding his daughter in his arms. Like, please don't do this to me. I'm just like, why are they Dude, doing this to me? The actor <laughs> who plays him, he was talking about that. Um, he was talking about how like he had to redo that scene over and over and over again because they had mocap suits on and they were in like a white room. Right. But yeah. when they you know capture it or whatever, they translate it to the video game. Yeah. But he was like, you know, I went there and I did it and I tried to go as raw as I could, like dig deep. You know, I like talked about traumas with. Uh, I think her name's Ashley Johnson, the girl who voiced Ellie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was like, I talked about her before the scene. I talked about some deep stuff so I could get in that mindset. And I did the take, and then the director was like, okay, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and do that again. And he was like, are you serious? Okay. So he did it a few more times, and he was saying it was brutal and emotionally to get back into that mindset. Yeah, yeah. Your daughter died. And your uh, <laughs> then the next day, the director comes back to him, and he's like, everything went really well, but um, we're going to have to redo one of these scenes here. He's like, what? Yeah, it's going to have to be that scene where you break down about your daughter dying. And he, was, and he was, like, talking about how he was getting mad at first because he was like, dude, you are killing me here. <laughs> I cannot do this. Why did he, why did he do that? Just because it wasn't well, he, coming out right he just, Yeah, he wanted the right tone. He wanted it to be perfect. The, the director, I think his name is Neil Druckmann. And uh, yeah. he's the creative director. And he, he wanted it to hit the right notes. And so... The guy who was doing the voice acting, his name escapes me right at this moment, but I might get him in a minute here. Yeah. But anyway, he said that finally, after like 30 takes, he eventually takes. Oh, just stopped trying to go so raw and just started trying to follow the directions. 
of what Mr. Druckmann was saying. Yeah. And he got it. And it was like a very humbling lesson for him as an actor of like, no matter how good you think you are at acting, sometimes you just got to take that direction and you just got to roll with it. Because he was saying, like, I think it would have gone a lot quicker if I hadn't been so emotionally invested in doing it the way I thought it would be good. Mm. Wow. So. I actually did not know that. That's insane. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Such a strong opener for the game. And that really, honestly, to me, it sets the tone for the rest of the game. Because... I mean, you're just immediately in that moment, just emotionally invested. I mean, it just it just shocks you into this world. You know what I love? So let me ask this before we get into it. Um, when did you first play it? And what was like? What was one com not combat scene, but like one scene, not necessarily a cinematic scene, but a scene that you actually played through mm -hmm. in Last of Us One that is really memorable to you? Uh, I'll go first, just to give you a second to think about it. For me, okay. I love. Well, well, first, I, I played it um, actually during the pandemic. I had never played it before. Me except too. in the beginning of 2020. Because I, I knew it was like an amazing game. But um, me and my wife, Amber, you know, mm -hmm. she she it was she was like so into it. She would watch me play. She wouldn't even let me play until she was watching. Because she was like so into the story, you know. <laughs> it's so good. It's like it playing really a movie. Good. And so my favorite bit of like gameplay that you're actually playing, and it's there's combat involved, obviously, um, is when you get in that truck after going through all that city and all that trouble to finally get the truck started, and then you get to that one point where those people like try to stop you, and it turns out they're like they're like killing everybody in the city, you know? Oh, what I mean? that's exactly the scene I was gonna point out. Yeah, when you like, crash the truck, yes, the storefront. He like throws the guy, and like his neck gets sliced open by glass, and then all of a sudden, like you're running through the city, and that armored truck just starts coming and shooting at you through the walls, dude. Things just escalate yeah, so quickly. Like, oh my god, how you're not even fighting it zombies like you're in the game. Yes, it's it's so good at gripping you to the point like you it's like every bit of combat you feel like it's like life or death. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, hyper really realistic. Like it ain't like a game where you can get shot sixteen times. Like like it's when you hear real. those clickers, there's uh there's different kinds of infected. Like, yeah, 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 it's so scary. Yeah, and so they had they did a lot of work on that too on like making sure they got the right sounds. And they got this girl who did horror movies. So she would make all sorts of like grudge sounds. Like, oh, God. It's horrifying. <laughs> Coming out of this like four foot 11 Asian girl. Oh, and they were like, dude, this is perfect. So when they were doing the audio, they like cut three different takes together. They cut her doing these clicks, just like. And then her going like. And then some other voice click. And they combined them all together. Because the idea was. The infected in this game, when the way people become infected is from um, a type of fungus. Right. Which yeah. is based off of a real fungus. Right. And um, when the fungus takes over them, there are different stages of, what are you, like, turning into the zombie? Yeah, it's like an evolution of their infection, yeah. And when you're full-blown turned into the zombie, the idea was it would really mess with your vocal cords, but you would still have that human element, so they wanted to keep the human sound in there. Yeah. They didn't want it to be from animals. They wanted to be from a human. Yeah, kind of like a, a growl, like a like a grizzly growl. And yeah. Obviously, and you, as you played the game, you know the clickers are obviously way more evolved in the process of uh, infection. And then you know you get to like the main, like the big boys who like throw the acid spores at you or whatever, and they're obviously yep. they've been in there like since the beginning type thing. So, what I love about the game personally is that it's obviously in a fictional world. But it's hyper realistic too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it, everything about the game, you're like, I could totally see this happening. Like this, if yes. I was in a zombie apocalypse, you know, it's not like your character's freaking. Sorry, I almost got <laughs> Superman or like running around, like being not being able to die. Like it's he a lot gets different. Than Uncharted, show. yeah. Like I mean, Nathan like, Drake and Uncharted, he's the BA guy. Like Laura Croft, he's always knows what to do next. You know, right. he's the James Bond, right? And he's like also fifty. And yeah. that's what makes you, it's like, he's like Rick Grimes or Joel's Old Man different. Logan style or something like he that. He gives you Rick Grimes vibes. He was, before Rick Grimes became so big, Yeah, yeah. Joel. <laughs> he just doesn't care. He will kill you like, like that without even thinking about it. But the thing is, he still has a heart. You can tell it weighs on him so heavy throughout the series as it goes. Yeah, he's you know like a hard crazy piece, scene. You can tell it's there, yeah. Okay, another crazy scene. I know we're skipping around a lot. I want to get back to the infected, but before I do... You asked me, like, impactful scenes. Yeah. Another really crazy one was when Joel gets kicked off that ladder, and the guy's trying to drown him in the puddle. Uh, and then Ellie 
she's like 12 in this game and it's yeah. her first time using a gun she finally kills somebody her first time killing somebody is to save joel yeah and she shoots she that said, guy well, she said she's 14 i believe oh 14 but still that's like yeah. really young <laughs> and yeah that was her first kill because later on in last of the two she you catch a brief glimpse of a scene where they're talking and she brings out that that's the first time she ever killed anybody i love her line she goes oh i shot the hell out of that guy didn't i and he's just like yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Typical Joel. Yeah, the infection is really good. It's realistic mm-hmm. as well. It's not like, you know, yeah. I, I Am Legend crazy or even like Walking Dead. Like you, There's there's like genuine science behind it. You can just tell there, there is. is so much There work. is actually a lot of science behind it, man. They were talking about how the different directors were talking about how when they created this infection, they use a real fungus. It's called cordyceps. And it's a fungus that takes over ants, sprouts out of their head, and turns them into zombies. This actual Whoa. fungus does that. Oh my god! And so they adapted that and thought, what if that carried over to humans? And so they created a full biological cycle for the fungus takeover. So you can see people's face start getting discolored, and then they start having like weird things grow out of them. And then by the end of it, they turn into full-blown clickers where, like, their head has been split in two. Yeah. And, like, or giant fat monsters, you know? Yeah, and they look like fungus. Yeah. They look like, like, mushrooms. It's yeah, crazy. and eventually, a lot of them form as a part of the walls. Yeah. So that's one thing I didn't realize playing through it. When you see all this wall covered in fungus and just you can see the spores through the windowsill... Like, those are actually people who became part of it. It's just mountains of bodies that turned into fungus. Oh, my God. That's what that is. That's what they were Holy crap. About. I didn't even know that. I know. That's insane. That makes the game just that much more crazy. <laughs> it's a very in-depth game. If you do think about playing it or play through it again, honestly, like, there's so much depth to the game, you wouldn't even realize. That's why you got to... Uh, my suggestion, if you're going to play through it, play through it first. Just stick to the story. Don't worry about exploring. Mm. And then play it again. And, like, try to find, like, all the hidden stuff. Like, all the letters, all the yeah. notes, all the hidden things. Because it, it, like, opens up the story. It's like playing a whole other game when you play it that way. So you play yeah. twice, really. It's kind of like how they, they do that in Resident Evil a lot. Like, I remember yeah. in Village, mm-hmm. it's the same idea as in Last of Us. Like, if you really want to know about the world, like, like the who are these fireflies, these group of freedom fighters? How did Joel end up here? What is the infected? You actually have to read the notes and stuff. Like, yeah. the stories. And there's a lot of, like, very deep stories, too, just written stuff as well. Yeah. They wanted to make the world seem like it was really lived in, and they really wanted to emphasize connection and relationship between humans. Because they realized, like, that's what's going to get people invested. Yeah. Is if they actually care about these characters. And and, and I think that on a more, like, gaming level for people who are gamers, I think it's got a hint of everything you could want. I mean, it's open world enough that it could be, like, it feels like an open world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, the combat is insane. And for me, I love scavenging. That's, like, my favorite thing to do in all games. Skyrim all the way. Just, like, always looking in the dungeon, trying to find, like, the best things. (laughs) Going in the hidden areas. Because you can open all the drawers. and Right, right. So you got to find the safe code or whatever. And it's got that element, and obviously, like, the story is insane. I, I would go ahead and say, like, on record, one of the greatest stories of any Whoa. game I've ever played, personally. I know. I mean, it's just so good. And it's it obviously got the emotional element uh-huh. and the graphics. I mean, for its time, Last of Us 1 and even Last of Us 2 now, like, the graphics Last are insane. Two. It's like my, oh my dad, God. you know, my dad, he's obviously older. Mm-hmm. He's like 50. He turned 57 yesterday, actually. Um, happy birthday, James. We love you. <laughs> And, um, you know, I was playing Last of Us 2 just to show him, because I'm trying to get him into to playing it, and he doesn't, he's like, has a hard time playing on third-person mode, but he was playing and learning. He's like, man, it's like I'm playing a real-life person. Like, he couldn't get <laughs> over the graphics. And yeah. so, it just, it's it's got a bit of everything for any kind of gamer. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like any kind of gamer, you know, they can find uh, joy in it. They can find it. Because they do... Um have like easy mode and hard mode it's not oh like, yeah it, you can challenge yourself if you want like there was times where i died several times i had to keep restarting yes because like i remember with the armored car there's a whole bunch of sections where you have to like run and skirt through these back alleys and avoid being seen by it but at the same time like it's not completely open world there's like different no, not lanes. completely they've got different lanes and a kind of like a imagine a box 
and then they have all these buildings stuffed in, and then they've got maybe three or four different paths through the yeah, buildings. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you do it. That's how you can kind of like flank the enemies and stuff. Yeah. So good. Oh, I love that. And I, and I love like, again, just the combat. It feels so real. It feels so uh, authentic. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you don't feel like it's some, like, like you know, you when you're playing like Skyrim, like it's so like dancing, like you're like, fighting using magic and it's like so mystical and powerful but in this yeah. game it's like raw like you're punching them in the face like shooting them in the head you have to like, like hit them with a brick i know it's, <laughs> they were you like spray you know kamaltov and they're like yes. it's so realistic you know i, I guess mean? we should break that down a little bit um we're kind of have all these different threads going at once but let's talk a little about the actual gameplay itself okay yeah so obviously in a lot of RPG games, it's all about crafting. It's all about leveling up. It's all about, you know, extending your character. And there is elements of that. There's but not crafting. so hardcore that it's, like, hard to keep up. Because one thing, like, I, play, I tried playing Witcher 3, and I, and I like the game, but it just, it, the crafting and, like, constantly keeping up on, like, adding potions, like, creating stuff like that just got so much for me. It just, right. I'm not that kind of person. I don't know. Really and you like had to have, like, completely much. different types of weapons for each encounter. Right? And, and your weapon, like, breaks and grabs. Like, it's like, oh, my God, like... Yeah. Yeah, but in this one, it's, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Yeah, you're on the right. You're probably going to say what I was about to say, that it's just um, just the right amount of crafting without making it too insane, I feel like. Yeah, I agree with that. They they give you some choice, and they they reward you for exploring because you get to craft more interesting stuff, like you can plant mines or tripwires and stuff. Or, like, upgrade your melee weapon or make Mm -hmm. Molotovs or even medkits, you know what I mean? And that's what I was going to say is... You don't have to go a specific way to kill different types of enemies, yeah. but you have a freedom of choice. Like you have a shotgun, you have a sniper rifle, you have a pistol, you got your bat if you want to bust out that seal. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. You know, it's like you kind of have to create your own line of defense when you're going into the battle. Like you have to. It, 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 the battle is so intense, especially if you're on like a harder difficulty. You know, if you played enough, you're seasoned enough. You know, you have to make sure, okay, because ammo is also really scarce in that game as well. Yeah. Like, you ain't going to just find, like, 40 bullets. No, it's more like, you'll find, like, three bullets. It's like, I have eight bullets in this pistol. I have to get headshots on at least four of these infected right. to make it out of here. Yes, I've got one shotgun shell. I'll save this for, like, a flicker <laughs> or something. I'll start off with a multi. It, 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 it makes you use strategy, and that's what I love mm-hmm. about it personally. Like, it causes you, it forces you, really, to, like, use strategy in every single battle. You can't just really run and gun although sometimes you can but ultimately like it's a game of most of the time you do have to prep yeah there's Mm -hmm. a lot of prep i love that and they made it on purpose like that so um i'll give you a little background let me introduce a few characters here a few oh yeah i have to do that (laughs) because naughty dog is a very cool company so i want to pay them a little respect just take it back a second because uh, we both really love this game. So I know, it's easy to get. <laughs> but Naughty Dog is a very egalitarian kind of company. Like, they emphasize collaboration. Anybody, if you're an art director or a programmer or a voice actor, everybody could give each other feedback, and they encourage that. They don't want there to be a hierarchy. But there are some key players. There's a guy named Evan Wells, who's the co-president. There's a guy named uh, Eric Pangolin. And he did the art direction. He's the one who helped come up with that biological life cycle of the right. fungus takeover and stuff. I'll talk a little about him. There's a guy named uh, Christoph, Christoph Balestra, and he helped with uh, directing and stuff like that. And he is one of the people who emphasized like a culture of not micromanaging the employees, letting them flow with the ideas. That's mm-hmm. why there's so many different interesting character relations and interesting stories. Mm. And then uh, Neil Druckmann. He was the guy who I was saying was directing the mocap stuff. Right. He is the creative director and another co-president. And then finally, the last uh, big character I want to, or player I want to introduce is Bruce Straley. He's the game director. So he kind of dealt with the gameplay elements, tying all that together. Uh, and so my reason for saying that is because Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley were the guys who were at least on the forefront of getting the voice actors to put themselves in the game. In the shoes of Joel, in the shoes of Ellen. Oh. Which, by the way, Troy Baker is the name of the guy who voiced Joel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah it's Baker. I, I recognize that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just think, I can't emphasize enough how important it was to them to make real human connections to the point where they actually thought about not having infected in the game. 
very early in development, they were saying, what if we just had just humans trying to survive and just played off of that? And a lot, you don't, you fight, you fight humans a lot in the game. Yeah, I know. Not right? even always zombies. You'd think of a zombie game, but like a lot of times you fight humans because I feel like that's realistic to, um, you know, like to the apocalyptic world. Just like in yeah. Walking Dead, like, I mean, people are going to go crazy. They're going to start forming factions, do their own thing, you know, and it's not always going to be zombies. You're going to be fighting other people. Yeah. I like that. So I interesting. It's well. so interesting to hear, like, the backstory. Because I didn't know any of that that you were just saying. That's so, like, crazy interesting. Yeah. It makes it, like, more... It makes me want to play it again, honestly. <laughs> hey, welcome back, guys. Sorry about that. We had a little technical issues, so that's why it sounded a little weird that we cut off there. But we're going to try and cut, hop back into it. I was talking about... Mr. Bruce Straley. And I was talking Tell about, about how, Bruce Straley. I'm going to tell you about Bruce Straley, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Straley helped them guide the gameplay. So he was the one who made it, he really wanted to make it feel like you could experience the world of the character through the controller. That was important to him. So mm -hmm. that's why when uh, Joel kills people, it feels so brutal. Intense. Because he wanted you to feel like you're actually there, actually having to kill someone. He wanted you to be It definitely does have that realism. Now that you mention it, I've never thought of it that way, particularly like like as far as experiencing what the character is experiencing in that moment. I feel like mm -hmm. that's one of the, really the only games I've ever had that feeling. Like you can yeah. actually experience what they're feeling in that moment. Because you know, you play games like Skyrim, Gears of War, and it's just Halo. about cutting people up, shooting them, like not even you don't even think twice about it. Yeah, but this game like, really like, skulls can pop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like can I snipe him from this far? Let's see how far I can snipe him from. But in this game, it's like you actually have like almost a moral dilemma. You're like, dude, I really want to kill these like people, like you know what I mean? Or Yeah, sometimes or, or, it's kinda hard. Yeah. yeah. Want to? I don't want Ellie to see this. <laughs> I do want to at some point get to Last of Us Two, and I also want to talk about the end of Last of Us One because I feel like the yes. ending is so um, it's brutal. Here's a critical part of it. So one of the big things Naughty Dog had in mind when they were doing this, like Druckmann and Straley and all them, they were saying like, we wanted to be a big surprise that this is actually Ellie's origin story. That was something that was supposed to blow your mind. I guess it is, really. And it does, yeah. And then uh, Marla Dandridge, she's the voice actor for Marlene. She was talking about how one of the things she loved about doing this gig with Naughty Dog and Last of Us is there are a lot of strong female voices in Last of Us. And she was That's saying, true. there's not enough of them, you know. There's like a real, not enough of them as three-dimensional characters. Like where they mm -hmm. go through a sense of growth, they have a sense of empowerment. And then um, there's even this scene. Remember in Last of Us, Ellie reads through a girl's diary about she's having boy troubles and stuff. And she talks mm. about how trivial those worries are for that female and compared to I, what she's got to go through. I feel like I vaguely do remember that, yeah. Yeah. So I think that was a big part of the ending that tied it together was like making Ellie a three-dimensional character and setting it up. Wow. Yeah, I guess I never thought of it that way. Like her origin story. Because obviously Last of Us 2 picks up with her story. Yep. And and it, it just really, like, hits home on her evolution as a person. Really, like, it, 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 I feel like Last of Us 2 dives really deep into some really hard-hitting topics, like trauma, depression, mm -hmm. oh, PTSD, yeah. oh, and, loss, uh, obviously. Grief. So, I'll tell y'all listeners again, um, we're going to have a major spoiler coming up here, so skip ahead another minute or so if okay. you want to hear a major spoiler. But, um... At the end of Last of Us, when Joel kills all the fireflies in that hospital, mm -hmm. first off, that was brutal. I did not want to do that. Yeah, well, the whole purpose is to get Ellie <laughs> to save the world, but he grew so attached to her. It's like there's such a moral dilemma there. It's like, mm -hmm. on one hand, my God, I've played an entire game. I've traveled the world with this person, and you know she fills that hole that I had, you know, when my daughter died. But on the other hand, it's like, bro, it's we're talking about. Hole humanity here like they yeah. need a, a, a cure it's so like and ellie never had a choice in it really once she was put under or whatever she didn't know she was gonna die or not yeah and then he lied to her at the end of last of us one yeah she was like he was like yeah it turns out your blood's dumb so your blood's dumb oh my god and she was like oh, right, yeah I, I guess so. i guess that makes sense i guess i'm an idiot yeah <laughs> uh, it's so yeah it's such a moral dilemma and, and ultimately oh, the reason that. he lied 
is obviously because um, he knew it would haunt her for the rest of her life, and he knew she would want to die, but he mm-hmm. wasn't ready to part ways with her. So, oh, like realistically, when you look at it in like just the moral sense, if you hadn't spent like as much time as you did with Joel in the game, you're kind of like, wow, that was kind of a selfish move. Like she wanted to die right. and have her life mean purpose, but because you were attached to her, like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, like, if you didn't walk with Joel every step of the way, you would be like, bro, Joel's a bad guy. If you had just seen the ending where he shoots up an entire hospital full of saviors, you might think he's a bad guy. Right, right. (laughs) They put you in that moral dilemma to really challenge your moral compass. Because he's neither as his daughter. And not just that, he was, he did everything he could. Like, he went through hell to get her there. I mean, like, Everything from fighting off cannibals to that city we mentioned oh, earlier, the right? Do all that crap, like like so such a long journey, yeah. all to just in the end be like, no, nah, never mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that, the <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> because at first she was just another person, and it was just another mission, you know. Exactly. So he just Harley comes to him. He's like, are you serious? Take care of this girl, but God dang. Yeah. <laughs> and like watching the like, her. Their their relationship <laughs> growth also is so like organic, so genuine. Like you can you can really feel like wow, he fucking hates her in the beginning, but then at the end you're like, wow, okay, she's growing on him. And then by then you're like, oh my god, that's his daughter, sort of. Yeah, you know what I mean? pretty much. Right? It's such a good one. I love that. Uh, yeah, and and I think they do the same thing in Last of Us Two, which is like masterfully execute a messy ending. I don't like even movies. When I watch movies with a clean ending, where the superhero wins, yeah, the bad guy, it's not realistic. The bad guy's bullying people and wants world domination. You know, it's like okay, yeah, that's cool. It makes you feel good, but that's not reality. It's not real life. And no. these feel so real because it's so messy. In both endings. Well, let's talk about number two here coming out because okay. we're we've already been about an hour or half an hour in, but number two is a tall. I feel like number one uh, starting off number two spoilers obviously like major spoilers yeah the game opens up really intense it picks up right where it left off he's in a conversation with Tommy right in the beginning tuning a guitar and he explains he says man I traveled the whole world with her and we grew and it was going to cost her her life and I couldn't do it and Tommy's just like damn Joel that's <laughs> really intense <laughs> and that's literally where it starts and you go right back to Jackson and and and, and I love how if you've played the game, if you played the game, um, it kind of fast forwards a few years and it leaves you wondering like what happened these two years because there's kind of friction between Joel and Ellie, but you don't know why uh-huh. until way later in the game. And they live in like a whole community now too. Yeah, in Jackson, yeah. And and then um, you know, there's this relationship sort of with uh, uh Dina and Ellie. Oh yeah. And that happens. She starts to blossom. Like she went from the days of reading uh lesbian pornos in the back of the truck. <laughs> like full on embrace her sexuality yeah which is pretty cool yeah and 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 you know obviously the strong opening of the game is you're introduced to this character abby you're playing her and you're like what does this character have anything to do with this game like i thought this game was about ellie oh yeah yeah yeah. buff girl yeah like super (laughs) and all of a sudden you play through her thing and then she just out of nowhere just kills joel and it's so sudden. Uh, it's yeah. so damn. I remember me and Amber, Ooh. my wife, were sitting on the couch playing that game, and I literally like couldn't breathe when we were playing that game. I was just like, "Oh my god!" When that so golf club is going into his cranium, yeah, and you're like, and she's slowly Ooh. beating him, not even like making it slow. And, and it was karma for him doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. but you don't know that first. That's what makes it so right. Like, you don't know who they are. Like, when he first gets attacked by them, you're like, who are these people? Why? Yeah, and you hate her. You know, the actress uh, who do, does the voice actor of Abby, she did Serana and Skyrim and many oh, other voices. Okay. Even a person in Gears of War, I don't remember who, but okay, she cool. literally received death threats in the mail. Really? Yes, because people were so, like, attached to Joel. They were like, I cannot believe you killed Joel. And I'm like, dude, first of all, oh it's the game. Second of all, I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> it's, a, it's a video wow. game, guys. Come on. But she Man. received death threats. So it's it's obviously a very strict and hardcore fan base. But yeah. that's just the opening. And I feel like, again, just like the first one, strong opening. It just immediately grips you like, oh, my God. I gotta. I don't yeah. care what I have to do. I've got to kill this Abby 
person. And then they make you play as Abby. Right? And you're like, why am I playing as her? Because when... Okay, so Last of Us 2 is a little different than the first Last of Us. Last of Us, number one, is Ellie's origin story. It's kind of Joel making peace with the death of of his daughter and learning to live in this new world. Last of Us 2 is about... Ellie going through a horribly traumatic event, the death of her basically adopted father, and then seeking revenge on everyone involved. It's a story of revenge. It is. And so the ending is pretty dark because Ellie takes that revenge almost as far as it can go. She she does not give up. There's so many times you and me both were talking about this, like where you're just like, Ellie, just stop. Like even the other characters, even Dina and Tommy are like. Stop chasing her. Like, it's it's over, you know? Like, you can end it here and you're completely justified. Like, there's no sense. And that's one thing I feel like, not to make it too serious here, but, like, I feel like that's one thing about the game that really gets right about grief and loss. Yeah. Is that, like, it it really highlights the fact that no matter what you do, you can't make someone come back. And no matter what you do, you can't force sort of, like, a closure for Mm -hmm. someone dying suddenly. Like, and it really me, can consume you. It can. If you get so obsessed with trying to find answers as to why and what I'm going to do about it, like, it, it, there is no answer. There's no reason why. And, and there's never, like, closure for a sudden loss like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I love how they tackle subjects like PTSD. There's a scene in the towards the end where she, like, has a PTSD episode. Oh, yeah. She has, like, an anxiety Which, attack, yeah, right? I'm, like, super familiar. Like, it, it, it was so realistic, like, to the fact I, I related to. I was like, wow, like, that's... It's spot on exactly what it feels like. And and they tackle that. They tackle grief really good, like loss and like that feeling of, you know, like I said, uh, wanting to find closure. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I just love how it, it's a very heavy game, obviously, but um, at the heart of it, it, it's really a beautiful story, even though it's messy. It is. It is beautiful. And um, I almost don't even want to reveal the ending of Last of Us 2. But I'm assuming some of the people who are listening have finished it and they're, like, kind of feeling how we are. Nostalgic, sort of. Yeah, like, they they have a lot of thoughts on it. And and you want to hear it said out loud. And what I want to say is, like, when her and Abby are fighting in the water at the very end, it's, like, so heart-wrenching. Genuinely, it made me cry at the end of it. Dude. I was like, oh my God, please don't make me kill Abby. Because you see her yeah. side, and you're like, wow, I could totally see why she wanted to kill Dude, she Joel. killed Abby's lover, Owen, and stuff. And her dad. Yeah. Because in the first one, Abby you don't even know that. But then the second one, you're like, oh my God, he like yeah. just mindlessly killed her father without even thinking. You find out Abby's dad was the scientist uh, that was the doing this. Yeah, who could have saved the world, basically, yes. at the cost of one person. Jeez Louise. So crazy. It's insane, yeah. What was your like? Ooh. What was your genuine reaction of the ending, and then when it does a flashback, like one last flashback to her final conversation with Joel? Like, well, first off, I was very sad when Ellie came home and Dina and her childhood left. Mm. I understood that Dina had to do what she had to do, but like, oh god, Ellie had been through so much. I wanted Ellie to have peace, and yeah. it's like that's not the kind of peace she deserved. Yeah, maybe it was the kind of peace she deserved. I don't know. Leave us some comments in an email. Yeah, yeah, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) But but for real, it it was very sad. But also it felt like, wow, it's finally over, man. That was crazy. Because it's a long game. It's so long. long How many times do you think it's over? And then it keeps going. Yes. I didn't think she was going to be done. Because I had a YouTube channel where I was recording. I kept being like, all right, this is probably the final episode. Like five episodes later, I'm like, maybe this is the final episode. Oh, dude, that was, yeah. Same here. I mean, like, before she went back after Abby, uh, when Tommy was like, I want you to go kill her. And she's like, oh, I think I'm done. He's like, you made a promise. He's all drunk and like, oh, walking into cane. I know. Tommy, man, yeah. lost himself. He just lost himself because he lost his brother. I get it. But um, I just think yeah. it's so funny. Like, I was playing. I was like, okay, well, not a bad ending. Like, I, I totally get it, you know? Because Abby, like, broke into the theater beat her ass like destroyed her broke yeah, her nose like, punched her dead, rage like started slicing up dina grabbed dina by the neck and almost killed her if it weren't for the 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 scar person that was like forget their name but uh they were within like Abby, oh don't yeah, kill yeah. Her. like she's pregnant what is wrong with you and then she was she like let her go and then stood over her limp body and looked at ellie and said don't let me ever see you again and i was like bro that's a completely good ending 
But then right. they, she had to go out again because she couldn't live with the PTSD uh, and the trauma. I know. That's what gets you. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's so Man, you got us struck me. You got us good. You got us. Yeah, yeah. She goes out and then, uh, and then she, yeah, like you said, that long battle and like in the boat after you escape those crazy people that are like enslaving people and. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was weird. You, like, got stabbed in the side. You're just limping, and you're, like, barely able to move. But you're like, let me fight you, Abby. And Abby's like, I'm not doing this. And you're like, yes, you are, and starts stabbing at her. Like, so intense. Jesus. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. And I'm glad that Abby lives and Ellie lives, you know, through all of it. Yeah. Of course. Because then you Who knows how much longer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She lives her finger. It could be completely different. But, um... I'll tell you another interesting thing about Last of Us 2. You mentioned uh, the different factions, like the people who enslave people, the Scars, who are this kind of island nation of people who went back to living in nature and stuff. Then you I have still don't know the Fireflies. That's one of those you have to read a lot of the mementos and yeah. story. You have to do reading into it. I don't know their full story, but I know the idea was... The, the, um, who is the people at Abby's with? What is their name? The Wolves. The Wolves. So you've got the Wolves, which are kind of like a paramilitary group that are basically the new Fireflies. Yeah, they 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 took in the Fireflies. Right. Yeah, when they had nowhere to go. And they enslaved Joel Kilman, who is the leader of yeah, murdered <laughs> all the Fireflies. But uh, they the Wolves took in this woman. They killed that woman who was the leader of the Scars and turned her into like their Jesus Christ figure, like their martyr. You know. Huh. And that like the wolves did that? Yeah, the wolves killed that woman. Remember, like, you kept seeing her picture yeah, painted yeah. everywhere? Wow. Yeah. I so that was that. the crazy thing. That's what mobilized the scars to start going to war with them. Wow. Because I know uh, there's mentions of, like, a, a, a treaty between them at first. Yeah. But somebody broke it. I can't remember exactly which side broke it, but I'm sure they both were responsible. Yeah. And so now they're at an all-out war. And the, the whole game is, like... You're getting ready to advance the island and finish it off one uh, once and for all. And you know, from Abby's point. Yeah, right? from yeah. Abby's yeah. point. Yeah, Ellie doesn't even know anything about that. She's just like Ellie's just sneaking through the Jackson. Like... Yeah. I'm trying not to get caught. I'm just gonna <laughs> kill every single person. Oh, oh, I asked this previously. I, I really wanted to ask you. It's like for real. I wanted to ask you this. Okay. I asked you what your favorite bit of combat was in the first game. Um, uh, it's like a, a play, not necessarily like a, a cutscene, but like a part that you're playing. Yeah. What about the second one? Because there's so many like really Ooh, good combat scenes. Yeah, I'll tell you mine real quick while okay. you're thinking about it. Um, when you are in the elementary school and they capture you, jump over this like this kind of wiring and it blows up all of a sudden out of nowhere. And 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 um, what's her name? Dina gets away, but you're trapped. And like the guy wakes you up, and he's like, "I never thought I'd see you again." And it's the guy with the cut face that you cut previously. Oh. And then like Dina shoots the guy before he kills you, and then he like shoots the glass ceiling, and she falls through and starts choking her. And oh you have to, like, yeah. Get the glass, cut your hand, your uh, bar, your uh, ties off. Ooh. Grab the knife, kill him, and then you're just like trying to get out of the Don't elementary you find school. The dog shortly after that. I what was that now. No, not yet. Thing. But but the whole thing, like you trying to get out of that school, and like. Just like the, I don't know, something about that combat to me was just so like adrenaline rush. Like, like I, I could die at any moment at this point. And like, then Dina might die. Yeah, she starts getting choked, and you grab that st- that knife, and you stab in the neck, and you're like, "Got you, mother trucker!" But she doesn't say trucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite bit of combat. What about you? That one, that was an intense scene. I'd actually forgotten about that. Uh, I liked a lot of the street fights. Like, there's a scene where you get a sniper rifle as Ellie, and you got to cover somebody going through the streets, like, street by street. I that's that's love... not just one. Oh, is that one? That's where you're covering Joel. You're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're covering Joel. I like that. But even in Last of Us 2, there was still so many times where, like, you can... I was sneaking around in tall grass as Ellie, and these people yes. were out there with their dogs, and they're like, we heard something. Oh, I did. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You gotta find her. And you have to like and run like, away because they catch. And then you, and then you like pull up, shoot one of them in the neck, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And you're like, yeah, "Jerry's dead now." <laughs> He's dead. I kill him. I love the the realism of like if you shoot him, they'll scream for a while. They're like, and you're just like, yeah. please, this is really gruesome. Yeah. Naughty Dog was saying they wanted the AI to be, like, next level. Yeah, yeah they, they definitely they accomplished were that. really <laughs> trying to make them seem dynamic. And not just, like, as soon as you leave their field of view, they're like, oh, 
Because it was nothing. Oh, you, you shoot him with an arrow? <laughs> Must have been the wind. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're not going full Skyrim AI. They're like a different level. Last of Us too. One bit, uh, you mentioned a second ago that you played online on YouTube. I, I watch it sometimes when I'm just like killing some time because I've listened to it a few times. It's so funny. There's this one scene where um, you're, you're looking for Jesse, that the Asian guy that's with you a lot. And he's like one of the coolest characters in the game. I think he's so cool. But you 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 run into him at the end, but you go through like this entire like village of wolves, and yeah. you died like seventeen times when you were playing it, and yeah. every time you got more frustrated, dude. It was so funny. <laughs> I listened to that one so much because it's so funny. Like every time you'd like pop out of the grass, boom, a headshot. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious. Yeah, yeah. About the game. Like, move, you're dead. Because if you, when you're in a situation where you're sneaking around, if you kill one of them, there's five others, and they will flank you. They right? will strategize around you. That's they why you gotta use strategy, like the first one. You gotta like throw a brick or something like that, make mm -hmm. them look over there. What's really cool is a lot of times they'll mix wolves with like, you know, Scars. infected or, or infected, infected yeah. and you can like throw a brick, and the infected will start fighting them, and you can kind of sneak off in your own way. Oh, that's a fun. There is always yeah. cool. Yeah. Hitting the two like against each other. Yeah, and then man, and there's a lot of twists in that game too, like storyline wise. Like when you find out Dina's pregnant. Yeah, that was a really oh big twist. Oh my gosh, for me. there are so many twists. That and then like the I think the quickness of how like characters just die. You remember like yeah. they they open the door. Death was the most traumatic for you. Well, traumatic Joel, but sudden. I feel like either Jesse, or or what's that that Spanish guy that's with you when you're Abby? What's his name? Oh, oh, oh um, uh, I don't know his name. I can't remember. Do you remember when he dies? Tommy shoots yeah. him. He's out of nowhere. He's about to kick a door like, let's get this guy. Boom. And he's yeah. out of nowhere. He's dead. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, no explanation. Ooh, it got me when that, that pregnant girl died. When, oh, uh, when Ellie killed her. Um, she didn't know she was pregnant, I don't think. Yeah. And I found out afterwards. So what, what's their name? But it was one of Abby's partners. In, uh, yeah, the guy she, she loved because um, he was with that girl. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, that was that was messed up. That was when I was like, I'm not really on your side anymore. Yeah, it felt <laughs> really dark. <laughs> well, she killed her and didn't know, and then she went over to that guy's dead body, and he was like, <laughs> and then she walked over, and then she started having like a major panic attack. She's like, Oh my god, he's killed a pregnant chick. Yeah. So yeah, there's so many like really heavy like things that you wouldn't think about a, a game would go that far, yeah. but they went really far they the went there <laughs> not in a way that's just like oh this is too far but it just it grips you you're like wow this is yeah, crazy. because in one of those situations where it's post-apocalypse everyone talks about you know i would survive the zombies i'd shoot them i got all the bullets in the world i don't know if i'd survive those zombies those are scary yeah, <laughs> the clickers, oh, you survive the zombies like the people you just gotta live with ptsd you. now the people will get you the people exactly there's always like enemies yeah that was something that was cool about the uh, infected too. Is like the clickers they use echolocation to find you, right? Right. And they can't see. Yeah. Yeah. And the second one, uh, in the first one, they focused a lot on the infected and like making them scare you, and you're, like you have that primal fear when you're trying to sneak through the different <laughs> buildings and not yeah you know, make a mat. Right. But in the second one, there was a lot more of like sudden humans would roll up on you. Right. Like, there was a scene where the wolves are patrolling, and all of a sudden. Whole uh, caravan of people pull up on you and get pinned down in a gas station. You remember that? I do. Yes, yeah. actually, yeah, I remember that vividly. You that know, was another intense for me. That was an intense firefight. Do you remember where you're in that? Um, you're in like some sort of office, and and I think they're called the stalkers, mm. where they like hide and they run after you, and yeah. like you're alone in the office, just your Ellie, your character, and they're just like. <laughs> And they run on you, you gotta shoot them. You remember that? Like, yeah. that one freaked yeah. me out. That one was so intense. That was a cool uh, scenario because there's like, when you are walking through the office buildings, you can see outside sometimes. And there's like a beautiful skyline, you know, there's giraffes <laughs> and, and stuff. <laughs> and you turn around, <laughs> flesh from their teeth hanging out. God, look at God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Naughty Dog, they did a lot of research on nature and stuff. That was a big theme throughout both of the games was they wanted you to realize how like humans are constantly fighting back nature in our effort to make society, you know? Hmm. And they, they dropped an interesting fact in that Grounded documentary I was watching. I need to they watch said, that. Uh, you should, is, it is, it grounded? Grounded? is it all about 
It's all about the making of Last of Us, yeah. Dude, Um, I that. In that one, they talk about how New York City drains their sewer lines every two days. If they didn't do that, the entire city would be flooded, like, by the end of the week. Really? Yeah, that's why water is such a big thing. It is. I mean, everything's flooded in that game. Everything. And Seattle, I imagine, it's very similar, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. Wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I need to watch that. Sounds really cool. Yeah. Shout out to that show, that that channel or whatever. Yeah, the documentary. That's really cool. Yeah. They really just went hardcore on this. And I think, like, to sum it all up, that final, final, final scene where she's back at the house, Dana's left, the house is completely empty. Mm -hmm. She has that that, uh, Joel made her, right? Right. And then she has that flashback where it shows her actual final conversation with Joel. Because she was mad at Joel because Joel hit it for so long, lied about it, and then finally told her, and she was like, look, I'm done with you. I'm not going to leave Jackson, but I'm done with you completely. And for two years, they maintained that sort of, you know, hatred for her. Yeah, tension, yeah. Not hatred, but tension. And then the very last scene, she comes up to him and calls him an an asshole. Her words, not mine. (laughs) And she says, "Um, I don't think I could ever forgive you, but I would like to try. And then he starts crying a little bit. He says, I like that. And then she starts crying, and they both leave, like go their separate ways. And that was the last conversation they had. Really? Yeah, you remember that? Oh no, I must have blocked that out because I cried too. Hard. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad, but it, it finally goes into that final. So in a way, like the ending, I feel like it, the the whole game is about the stages of grief, really. Mm-hmm. And the final one is acceptance, mm-hmm. realizing like, okay, look, I did have this final conversation, mm-hmm. and in a way. He knew that I, I could forgive him. And so he had that in his mind when I was dying. And, you know, obviously the stages of grief, there's anger, there's denial, you uh-huh. know, there's all those. Bargaining. And you, bar- and you can sort of see those stages of grief with Ellie as you play throughout the game. Until Absolutely. the very end where it's, uh, you know, acceptance. And she just kind of accepts, like, okay, look, this is what happened. I've literally lost everything. My wife, my son, or my adopted son, my fingers... So part of her body. Yeah, her body. Yeah. And so I just need to move on. And that's the end of the game. I don't know if they're gonna make a number three. I would love them to, but I just don't know how much more that story could go. You know, here's my theory. For the third one, I think they're gonna do this. I think they're gonna do the story of her son as he's growing up. And what happened to Dina? Dina and their child, yeah. Because I don't know if Ellie can really do much more. She's already yeah. been through so much, Ellie's going to be, like, going to Joel status, you know, where she's, like, singing sad guitar songs with her two fingers. She'll have, so, she'll have a lot of humility, though. I'll tell you another scene that got me emotionally, in terms of a good scene, a positive connection-building scene. I have heard that song take on me a thousand times in my life, but I never really paid attention to the lyrics. It was just one that I love to sing at karaoke. Right. Yeah, yeah. Scream on that falsetto. Yeah, yeah. And then she plays on guitar for Dina, and it took on an entirely new meaning to that song that I can't get out of my head. Yeah. Where she's like, odds and ends, I'm stumbling away, but I'm still going to find you. Like, yeah, the lyrics are... I was like, whoa! Because it's in a post-apocalyptic setting. It's like, the lyrics have a whole new meaning. Yeah. And that's another thing about mentioning that, like, it's so cool that that that's not a part of the game. Like, you have to actually go outside of the normal path and find that guitar to to unlock that scene. Yeah. Which makes you want to just explore everything. That's There's also so good about um, an egg that I found randomly that was a reference to Jack and Daxter, too. Really? I didn't Jack even Daxter. know that. That's yeah. insane. There's like a, a a scene where you find pornography on VHS, and like it's like got different names, and I think one of them's called like Smash Her Bandicoot, <laughs> which is a reference to Crash Bandicoot because that's not. Oh yeah, so there's there's a lot of little nods to um, other games. Naughty Dog games too, but okay. yeah, man, there's so many cool. Um, that's why I say, like, play the first time, just focus on the story. Don't worry about, like, exploring as much. But then play it again and do as much exploring as you can. It's like playing a different game. You learn yes. so much and you just get all of those bonus cutscenes And, yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's great. It's and a I lengthy mean, game. It's such two. a cool tale of just, like, a strong female lead that's not trying too hard. Like, she's a human being. Like and she's not invincible. Else. Both of them, her and Abby, really. Yeah. And uh, I think... 
it makes me think, like, what are other games that you would play after you get down with something crazy as Last of Us 2? Like, you are there any other ones that can even measure When you get that? down to that game, you just need to take a week off of playing games. Just think about life. Think about your life, <laughs> all right? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I, I, I will say, before I answer that, Anyone who has not played that game, or or maybe you have, but you've never played this way, what I tried to do, like my second or third time playing around, I tried my best to put myself in the shoes of the character. Like, what would I do if I watched my dad beaten down to death by someone I didn't know? Right. And when you play, it's like you play with a whole nother, like, mm. mindset, like another aggression. You're like, yeah. I'm freaking kill You're trying everybody. to go full Jared Leto on it. <laughs> you go insane yeah so try to allow yourself to be emotionally invested but as far as other games if you're looking for a good story yeah i recently got through playing final fantasy 7 remake it's not in the same vein but the storyline is really good okay i've never one. played a final fantasy game in my life oh okay and i think we should do we should probably do a podcast on it we'll get our friend chris because he's like an expert on it but yeah um, that's a really good, solid story-based game. Like, probably one of the other best story games I've ever played. It's really good. The story's good. It's a very long game, too, mm-hmm. so you don't you won't, like, finish it really quickly. Uh, it's an investment, and uh, it is. It's, it's, it's a good story. I would I'll say try that one. Yeah, Final Fantasy, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I think for me, another good follow-up is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, that is a good one. It's very long as well, but... Honestly, if you just play through the story, you'll get distracted a lot. At least I did. There's so many but, side quests going man, on. <laughs> the story is so good. That story is I never great. even finished I, I Unfortunately, it was, the ending was spoiled for me. But Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I I got I just got burned out on it because I was playing hard like three other games. But it, yeah. it's a good one. I love that game. It is one that's really long, for sure. <laughs> it is so freaking long, man. That game is so long. And there's alternate endings, too, which is crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two different endings for that one. Um, I think Last of Us 2, there's no alternate ending, right? It's just... No, just... Yeah, yeah. The sad... Abby's face. The one sad ending, yeah. Yeah. Where you lose everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think, like, as far as combat, if you're looking for, like, a really good combat-based game, it's like that. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead's a good one. Um, Yeah. Red Dead's a great one. What about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? Is it fun combat? I actually do like that game a lot. Okay, because they came and, out with a new one. And if anything, don't even fight. Just look around. That game is so beautiful. Like, the colors are so vibrant. Really? It, the cool. graphics are insane. Like, yeah. yeah. I have a new one. Minecraft is like that, too. That's, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Minecraft's got such a deep story. You know, the blocks <laughs> and the leaps. They, uh, the we should do an episode of Minecraft. Ass. Like if you want to see an episode of Minecraft. Yeah, you can totally do that. Yeah. Unless you hate it, then don't even yeah, well... Don't ever do that. No, we won't. Okay, yeah. <laughs> our haters as well as our lovers. Yeah. Our lovers. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately they're, like, it's kind of its own thing. The Last of Us 2 will always be like kind of a standout game. Or Last of Us 1 and 2, really, is like kind of a standout franchise. Nothing really yeah. compares to it, honestly. Honestly... Oh, you just said honestly. I said honestly. <laughs> Truthfully. Um, realistically. To be frank. To be frank. Frankly. <laughs> I gotta say... Last of Us 2 improves on Last of Us 1 in every way. Which yeah. is saying a lot, because Last of Us 1's a great game, but Last it's of Us so 2 is even better. Yeah, and you don't think it can get better. And I play them is. right after each other. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. You know, I, do have some I remember advice. beating number one and like waiting for number two to come out. Yeah. Me and my wife were like, every day, like, I can't, we cannot wait for it to come out. And then like, <laughs> every day we played it. All, like it, it's, it's a good game. If you have a significant other or a friend or, or anybody... Um, you know, let, pick someone who will watch you play it because even just watching the gameplay is yeah. it's like watching a movie, a really long movie, <laughs> or like a show or something. Yeah, yeah, what a great game! Um, so couldn't recommend it enough. And remember that grounded documentary for people who really want to take a deep. Oh, dive? I'm gonna watch that during work. So let's circle back to our old dirty martinis. Okay. Yeah, definitely not expected taste wise. Now I don't know, we we did mess up the recording, so I went back and I tried it with less vermouth. Yeah, what do while you think? we were trying to get everything together, and and still you can you can really taste the vermouth. It's pretty sweet, sweeter it than is. I thought. I thought it was going to be way more like stout in the gin yeah. uh, area, but it still had a bit of sweetness to it. Maybe that's because I've improved my palate, you know, of, of drinking better, more bitter sure. drinks. But I would think I think I'd give it a, a good. Four out of ten. It's definitely not my favorite drink. Oh yeah, 
but it wasn't as bad as I thought. Okay. Okay. What do you think? I think for me, I agree with a lot of your sentiments that like the flavor was different than I was expecting. It was a lot more agreeable to me. And I enjoyed the olive afterwards too, the little yeah, a little snack spice yeah. to it. Uh, I thought the flavor blended well with the olive, weirdly enough. But weirdly, yeah, like yeah, like sweet. I don't totally get extra really olives. salty. Yeah, <laughs> I just get a plate of olives and, and then just like, like soak it in my pinkies. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. Maybe. But um, as far as the drink goes, I would give it a six out of ten. Six out of ten? Like okay, good. yeah, yeah. Like if six is good, seven is excellent, five is okay. But yeah, it's good. I think I say only four out of ten because I don't know if I'd ever go out of my way to order this if I went out like to a bar. Sure. But the fact that I got to taste it, because it's a classic drink, obviously, yeah. and that it was better than I thought, that's why I don't get like a one. I think like a four or five out of ten is pretty much why I'm scaling this one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, well you guys, cheers uh, out. Hold on. Before we do that, before we cheers out, let me do a little wrap up here at the end. Let you guys know we got a TikTok channel going, um, oh, yeah. Happy Hour Power. Mm -hmm. We posted a video of us making drinks and stuff, so we're going to start doing that. So please give us a follow. And then on Instagram, we are the Happy Hour Power on there. Yes. Some pictures and stuff. And you can contact us at any of those places. Just, you know, give us some feedback on what you want to hear. We love it. Yeah, we, we want to hear critiques. You know, obviously, we're still learning. Obviously, today, you know, we, like, <laughs> use a terrible microphone and, like, completely... Our, our, our computer died, like, mid-talking. It was so sad. But <laughs> but these yeah. things happen. We're learning. We're getting better each time. Uh, so critiques are, are welcomed. Obviously, constructive criticism. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, please. And, we'll um, find you. Yeah. And we'll give you a very uh, thorough tongue lashing. Yeah. Never no, mind. What is that? I'm cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay, but yeah, thanks as always for tuning in. This is the happy hour power. We went around raving about Last of Us 2, so we'll drink to that. Until right. next time. Till next time.